Welcome to the Dr. Wyatt Show. Developing a long-lasting, happy relationship is the status symbol to achieve. And following my six marriage steps is a path to help get you there. I'm your host, Dr. Wyatt Fisher, a licensed psychologist specializing in marriage counseling. Remember to call the Dr. Wyatt Show Monday through Thursday from 4.30 p.m. to 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time with your marriage questions. You can reach me at 720-307-7347. Today I'm going to talk about four steps to avoiding a sexless marriage. You might be surprised that a lot of couples are in a sexless marriage. There's no sexual contact. Usually sexual contact is one of the first things that come into a relationship when a couple first starts dating, and it's one of the first things that leaves a relationship when a couple starts having problems. Lack of sexual contact can also be created from differences in libido, unhealed sexual trauma, and the list goes on and on. But the first thing I'm going to cover is you have to recognize the impact of a sexless marriage. For a low libido partner, they may not have much of an impact because it's not their need. They don't crave it. They don't desire it. It's not on their radar. So therefore, if there isn't any sexual contact, it may not really bother them. So the impact is low. However, for a high libido partner, the impact can be monumental. The impact can be devastating. And this is where my experience comes in in my own marriage, and I've shared my story elsewhere, but my wife had a lot of sexual trauma in her upbringing that didn't come to the surface until we got married. And then she felt safe enough to express it. She felt safe enough to get triggered. She felt safe enough to relive some of that trauma because a lot of times trauma doesn't surface until you feel secure. And once you feel secure the trauma starts to surface. And that's what happened with her. There was no signs of trauma until we got married. And then she turned hyposexual, where she wanted nothing to do with sexual contact. And she would get hostile toward my advances and my desire toward sexual contact. It would make her angry because I would remind her of the perpetrators that hurt her growing up. And when she would get hostile with me, all of that sexual rejection would make me hostile in response, which was the worst thing I could have done. And that made her trauma even worse, which made her avoid sex even more. So I know firsthand what it feels like to be in a sexless marriage because for the first phase of our relationship and our marriage, we had a sexless marriage. We would have sexual contact maybe every couple months, sometimes once every couple years. It was a devastating time in our relationship for me. So going without sex as the high libido partner was devastating for me. It would make me feel rejected. It would make me feel unwanted. It would make me feel isolated. And so it had a profound impact on me. It made me pull away emotionally. It made me wall off so I couldn't get hurt so much. So the impact of a sexless marriage can be traumatic for the high libido partner because for them, sexual contact is so important. And that leads me to number two, recognize the benefits of sexual contact. If you're low libido, you may not think about the benefits of sexual contact because it may not benefit you all that much. However, your high libido partner, it benefits them greatly. It's one of the most profound ways for high libido partners to feel loved, to feel close, to feel wanted, to feel known. 
High libido partners need that sexual contact like they need air. And so one of the major benefits in a, in a marriage to have regular sexual contact is it's going to help the high libido partner feel extremely loved, but it also helps the marriage. It helps the marriage because sexual contact is one of the most profound ways to bond. It transcends words. It transcends cognitions. It transcends all emotions. It's this really magical and mysterious and wonderful space to be in with your partner. So it's one of the most powerful ways to bond and to cultivate closeness with your spouse. So if you're low libido, you may need to remind yourself of the benefits. You may need to remind yourself why sexual contact is so important, not just for your partner, but for the marriage. And that leads to number three. You need to recognize the standoff. Most couples have a low libido partner where they rarely think about sex. They rarely desire sex naturally and a high libido partner. The high libido partner thinks about sex frequently and they need it deeply. So this creates the perfect standoff. And what happens is the low libido partner, what they usually need is emotional closeness. They need affection. They need quality time. They need words of affirmation. That fills their, uh, their love bucket up. And when they have that emotional connection, then they're open to the sexual contact. However, what happens for a low libido partner is if they're not feeling connected and close emotionally, they shut down the sexual side. That's their standoff. I'm not going to give you any sex because I feel emotionally cut off from you. So I'm not going to be sexual with you. That's their side. The high libido partner is just the opposite. They need that sexual connection. They need that sexual touch. They need to feel sexually wanted. And when that's happening, their bucket gets full, then they reach out and connect emotionally with their partner. They have the energy and the desire to pour into their partner emotionally. But the opposite happens when they're not having any sexual contact, when they're in a sexless marriage. Their desire to connect with their low libido partner emotionally is non-existent. It's hard to fill up a cup from an empty pitcher. And so that's their standoff. And they'll think, I'm not going to pour into them emotionally because my needs sexually aren't being met. And it creates this perfect standoff. Who's going to take the first step? Who's going to take the first move? Because partners get stuck in this mentality that I'm not going to meet your need until mine are met. Once mine are met, then maybe I'll consider meeting your need. So for the low libido partner, I'm not going to meet your sexual needs until my emotional needs are met. For the high libido partner, they'll say, I'm not going to meet your emotional needs until my sexual needs are met. Perfect standoff. And then partners just observe each other. Who's going to take the first step? Who's going to take the first move? And that leads me into number four. Step number four is recognizing first steps you both should take. Avoid the standoff. Don't find yourself in this trap, this impasse, where I'm not going to meet their needs because they're not meeting mine. You won't win. Your marriage will suffer. Instead, both partners need to be thinking about how can I start taking steps for my partner even when my love bucket is not full yet. That's sacrificial love. That's moving from selfishness to selflessness. So for example, if you are the high libido partner and your love bucket is low, there's no sexual contact or very little, don't use that as an excuse to not invest in your partner emotionally. Do it anyway. Start taking some steps. 
It doesn't mean bend over backwards until you're breaking, but it means find a space where you can begin connecting and investing in your partner emotionally in a way that also works for you. So maybe you can start by increasing your quality time. Maybe you can start by increasing your active listening skills and being more empathetic. Maybe you can start by increasing your affirmations, your compliments. Maybe you can start by increasing your affection, non-sexual touch. If you're high libido, don't wait until your bucket is full before you start investing in your partner emotionally. Take steps now. Take steps today. Do your part to be a sacrificial partner, a giver. If you're the low libido partner, don't wait until your bucket is full emotionally before you open the door to sexual contact. Start taking steps now. Lean in and become sacrificial sexually, but not overdoing it where it breaks you breaks your back. You don't want to overdo things. However, you want to start taking some steps. What are some steps for you low libido partners listening to my voice right now? What are some steps you could take sexually for your marriage and for your partner that you would feel comfortable with? What are some starting steps? Maybe that means starting to flirt sexually with your partner. Maybe you show parts of your body while you're changing. Maybe you rub up against your partner sexually or suggestively when you're passing. Maybe you can start sending them some suggestive texts. Maybe you're open to some sensual activities such as cuddling or sensual massage. Or maybe you're open to making out or activity above the waist. Think about some starting steps. As a low libido partner, before your bucket is full, emotionally, think about starting steps that you could be willing to do sacrificially so that you're doing your part as a good partner. So then the ideal is both partners are starting to have this posture where both partners are starting to take sacrificial steps toward the other one in the way that the other one needs to feel loved. So the high libido is taking sacrificial steps toward the low libido partner emotionally, while the low libido partner is taking sacrificial steps toward their high libido partner sexually. And when that sacrificial love begins, you develop a spirit of generosity. And that's where both partners start to give. As they're giving, they're receiving, their buckets get fuller, they get more energized to give further, and then you start having a win-win. So those are four steps to avoid a sexless marriage. Step number one, recognize the impact of a sexless marriage. Number two, recognize the benefits of sexual contact for your marriage. Number three, recognize the standoff. And number four, recognize first steps you both can be taking to avoid the standoff. Thank you for listening to The Dr. Wyatt Show. If you enjoyed the episode, click the five stars and leave a review. For more marriage resources, be sure to go to my website, drwyattfisher.com. And if this podcast has made a positive impact on your marriage, please email me. I'd love to have you on the show. My email is info at drwyattfisher.com. And remember, your marriage is alive. So if you care for it and you nurture it, your marriage will grow. It'll heal. But if you neglect it and deprive it, your marriage will wilt and eventually die. The choice is up to you. Take care.